There's something to that, right? Of like, you know, when do you need a template and when when should you not? Use the perfect example is actually like TurboTax. Oh my god, you don't even know what you fill out. It's so templatized, so easy. On this podcast, I think that somebody's been using a little Canva Canva. Oh, I do, I do, I do. And with that being said, you need to know a lot of things to be dangerous. And that's basically what we're talking about in this episode of the Infinite Creative Podcast. Oh, man. Someone's using Canva. I can smell it. Can it, Can everyone out there, can you smell it? Someone in this podcast has been using Canva recently. Yes, I have. And now I feel like I need to do a whole episode about it. Now, not a whole episode, but we talked about it so often. You were like um, offended. You, you were in disgrace, but you also admired it a little bit. And I was like, oh, I kind of need like a pricing sheet for my services. I'm like... Uh, let's check this Canva thing out. And I did that two days ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> this is that, beautiful. That, <laughs> yeah, that was literally my thought. I'm like, oh, my God, all those real estate agents are using this stuff. And I'm just like, whoa. And then there's menus, there's everything. And you just click on it and you can change the, the design. And it's, I think it's free. I still have not figured it out because they have a free trial. And... I think they have different price points, but yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah, about yeah. Canva, Sean? Um, I've, it, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a tumultuous past with this with this Canva. Um, you know, it's been interesting to see it grow over the years. Um, you know, it's I, I've checked it out recently. Um, I've kind of done a deep dive on my own about it uh, recently, and it's different than what how I remember it. But, yeah. um, you know, there's still lots of templates, which to a creative that um, loses work to these templates, it definitely can get a little frustrating. But um, but it's interesting. I will say this, that it's kind of become a good design tool. I'll say that. I'll, I'll give it that. It's like a good design tool. Like you can actually design stuff from scratch with it, and it works fairly well. But I think the coolest part about it that I like is that um, the systems, it has like brand systems, which is cool. Hmm. So you can actually like have a team, like we have the Infinite Creative Podcast, we could have a brand asset library, color right libraries, things that could all kind of live in one place then, and we would be collaborating on it together. I think that's kind of a cool part of Canvas. You could have parts of a team all kind of touch the creative stuff, which is kind of cool. Yeah, with that being said, that's like kind of like a new thing. All those new tools that are popping up, they are either very shallow, you know, and you really reach like the full capacity and functionality really quickly. And you're like, oh, yeah, I can do this and this and this. And some of the tools are like so deep that it's like intimidating, what is like kind of annoying. But yeah, yeah, so it's like, but Canva was like, I signed up with my account clicked on a couple things i'm like oh i get the hang of it like really easy obviously i did not um experiment with like the 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 feature that you just mentioned but that that is like a good thing because that gives you trust and like oh it makes sense to invest in the the product if there's more to it if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean so i guess yeah what was your first um it's kind of interesting it sounds like you you've never really played with canva which is surprising to me it's been around for a while now like (sighs) seven eight years now so i mean so why why have you not? I guess why what's what's held you back from trying it? I know you've known about it. Yeah. So so first off, I did everything in Photoshop, like old school, you know. And then you hear like from people like you, like, oh, you should do this, you should do design this, you know. And there there's like stereotypes, you know. And we all hear in our environment certain things, and then you go with the stereotypes, and you're just like, okay, I shouldn't do this, and I shouldn't do that, you know. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, but I also cannot afford like a graphic designer. On the other hand, you know. And now after seeing Canva, I'm like, oh, all those real estate agents, freshly listed, freshly sold, you know, they have their templates Mm -hmm. and then they post on Instagram. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, they didn't design it themselves. They just had a template and they just uploaded the images. And I'm like, god damn. And here's me doing everything from scratch and basically being slower. And yeah, we're just like, you know. Uh, yeah, and it, and it, and there's something to that, right? Of like, you know, when do you need a template, and when when should you not use a template? And it's and it's very interesting because me as a designer, I know when there's templates, right? Because I see all yeah. this stuff, so I know a Canva template, and I know a Squarespace when I see it, and I know, uh, you know, I can see the templates. 
Um, but do the customers see the templates? I guess that's the real question, right? If I'm a realtor, does Joe Schmo plumber down the street, does he, is he going to look at my thing and be like, oh, that was made on Canva. This sucks. Like probably not. He's just going to see an ad. He's just going to see the thing. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's it's a thing for, for that, for those people. Yeah, but that is also like hitting the point, you know, where it's like the the pain point of like um, Canva and all that other stuff. You know, there's templates. You know, somebody else used it. It's like when girls mm-hmm. have the same hair color, and it's like, oh, you just ch- uh, colored your hair, uh, you know, because I did, and now it's like you're, you're copying me, and now you're like, yeah, you don't want to do that because somebody else did it, and that is like the bad flavor of like templates. You know, you want to have that uniqueness, but Ooh, it is so expensive nowadays and yeah not easy to get yeah. something unique it's, it's true it's true especially when you have things that are um, kind of low hit marketing things right like if you're putting out social media posts right that that are maybe only going to get a few likes or something or you you put out something that's not going to really get a sale it's hard for them to defend oh i got to pay fitz and sean all this money for like a yeah. post that may not do anything it may not produce anything um, so, so that's where Canva does come in, at least for the lighter touch points right now. What's interesting is you go into Canva though, and it's not just lighter touch points. It's, it's everything now. They're like, they're really trying to do almost every single thing that you would need a creative, creative to do. Um, there's a couple things that I like about Canva. I'll, I'll start off the bat is, is I do love how they, their, their interface, um, in terms of templatizing things, right? Like Instagram blog post versus Instagram story versus, and it's just a button click, right? Where, yeah. where you and I, we, we know this in terms of templates, right? Like I could create Photoshop templates so I could say, you know, start file from templates. So you could have the same type of thing, but I do love how out of the box Canva just has these nice buttons that it's are very pretty accessible. easy to understand. Yeah, and so it's nice for someone that's like, yeah, I'm working in an office. We we just started, and now my boss just ran in and said I need to create a flyer for whatever. So it's yeah. good for that, right? Because then, yeah, what is the alternative? Now I got to find a designer. I don't know any designers, or I got to find someone, and then they're going to want like three hundred dollars for this one flyer. Uh, negotiations, um, you know, another pain point, mm-hmm. touching point, and all that friction that you kind of don't want, you know, because it's just a social media post, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, it, and so it's, it's so tough. it's that value. It's that value, and so it's you know we value our work very highly, right? So so we're always talking in the show. Don't do something unless it's valuable for you, and so that's that's the problem. Is when they're like, well, Fitz, I just need this throwaway social media post. Then you're already saying like, okay, well, my minimum value is like let's say two hundred dollars, and they're like, well, that's that's not what this post is worth. It's not worth two hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, with that being said, I had like negotiations, uh, negotiate. I can't talk anymore. I talk too much. Um, basically, <laughs> yesterday I had a conversation with somebody who is like, okay, I want to have like a two minute edit and then I want to have reels and like mm-hmm. um, pricing per video and then like breaking down reels again. So there's the two minute edit that had the set mount. And then it's like, what would you charge for a reels? You know, like really low effort because like. Obviously, they don't matter as much, but they can maybe get a lot of results, you know. So it's like, oh, it is so bad, you know, breaking everything down because after you broke it to a certain degree down, you know, it's like when you order at a restaurant an item, you're like, let's say it's a a sandwich, you know, and you add like something on the side. And then you you don't order the bread, but you order all the sides. And now all the sides are cheaper than the whole you know the whole bread itself and sometimes that happens if you do the pricing wrong you know when you break everything down and you didn't really thought about it but now if you order everything separately it's cheaper why would you order it as a package you know and it's like oh i have not thought about like what happens you know with that type of pricing and i basically got caught off guard what was very annoying Mm, okay, so it was like an a la carte type of thing where they were able to just pick one thing here, one thing there, yeah, we st- pick things. Yeah, we, we started with like, okay, I just want to have a set budget and you get X amount of videos. Then it evolved to like, I want to pay per video. And then it was like, okay, no problem. And then she was like saying like, okay, we, we got to, instead of like per video, I also want to have reels as well because they have a different time frame, you know? It's a different style of editing too. I'm just like, they maybe get even more results, you know, but I cannot price them now cheaper, even though they're, uh, you know, less work. And I'm just like, how do I price this? And basically, I'm like, I couldn't really give a good answer because, like, I usually don't like doing that because it's too complicated in a way, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that you we we have to do a lot in our world is um, you have to come up with packages and think think of things as campaigns, right? So I even know when I do email stuff, it's it's hard for me to like yeah be like one newsletter will cost this much money, this one yeah. post will cost this much money. Where it's like it almost has to be like I'll do this amount generally in this area. It's going to cost this much money for this campaign, yeah. um, you know. And so yeah, so Canvas, you know, and so Canvas is a very interesting tool for me where I. I I definitely was very resistant at the beginning, right? Because the way that it was even marketed at the beginning was like, be a creative without being a creative type of thing. Like you, yeah. you don't really need a creative. You can do it yourself. Um, you're all creative. Everyone's creative. Everyone's taken design classes in college and gotten yelled at, I guess. And so, <laughs> you know, so, you know, at the beginning I was definitely again, uh, a little hesitant against it just because in the branding itself, it just kind of took this position of like, you don't really need to pay for a fancy creative. You can do it yourself. And, you know, it, and at the beginning it was mostly templates. I feel like they're, I will say they're getting better now to be becoming a tool, an actual just different tool. And I will say that there's even things that it does as a tool better than, than Adobe that I'm surprised Adobe doesn't start to steal a little bit of. Um, yeah. Simple things like if you have like a, a shape, you can just drag a photo over that shape and hold one second and now it's clipped into the shape where Adobe doesn't even do that. You still have to do like uh, a shortcut to get that to happen and stuff like that. So, you know, there's... So it's like a better usable tool, I'll say that, but it's interesting. It's like the conversation we have about AI. It can either be a tool or a crutch. And I think the thing that makes me unhappy about Canva is the crutch. Yeah. When it's like, I'm not trying to make something better or cool or unique. I'm just trying to get by. And yeah. that's where I that's where I get really annoyed by it, where it's like, we're just going to have cheap visual work then. It's all going to start to look the same if everyone just does the exact same templates. Yeah, but I also think like it's very um, important because like you know back in the day when the first smartphones came out or the first phones in general, you had that T9 typing, you know, and one one number is like four letters or whatever, you know, and it was really painful to learn how to do it, and there was a curve to it, you know, the learning curve was always like high, and you know, now it's like quick and easy, plug and go, and everything. The more plug and go it is the more quickly it gets adapted and it's the new thing. And it seems like everything that's complicated has a lot of features, mm -hmm. but it's just so painful to learn. Oh, but yeah, I also yeah. think we should like um, throw Canva onto the screen. Or how about that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Show it. Um, yeah. So let's see. Window Canva. Here we go. And it should do it now. Or does it? Share. There we go. Um, <laughs> I think so. Where, where's yeah, me? Here you are. I, it's there. I can it, see it. You can see it? That's great. I don't see it. <laughs> there we go. Now I see it. Yeah, I basically have to look to the right. But what I really liked was like um, the flyers, for example, because like there's like, um, you know, if you have a pricing guide or stuff like that or a menu item, this is like so powerful. And then you can here go through like the templates, what they have, priceless. This is obviously looking a little bit dorky in my eyes, you know? Mm -hmm. But they have for everything, like, in, this is a nice wedding priceless kind of sorter if you would modify it. But you can mm -hmm. click on all the little details, what I really, really like, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's... <sighs> I'm trying to think how to say this the best. You know, what what's cool about Canva 2 that I will say is that um, the layouts, right? I... I do see this as a cool thing that, like, let's say you're you're kind of like Sean, where you you're like, well, I like to use my old tools. I like to do it the old school way. You could still use Canva at least for inspiration. It is kind of an interesting thing to jump in and be like, well, if I was going to make a custom made real estate thing, why not jump into Canva and at least see like how are they doing this, right? So they have a big photo at top and and three yeah. smaller photos. Are they they're stacking it? Is so so it's at least a good spot to get inspiration quickly, where you're you're just. Um, you know, are just scrolling down, um, you know, yeah. and just getting all this inspiration where like, usually, you know, you have to go to Google, Dribbble, Behance, one of those sites. But going to this is, is interesting where I could just go and be like, what does a real estate flyer look like? And on the yeah. left in that column, I'm going to get a good idea pretty quickly of some ideas. And I got like for myself, I got really inspired and I'm like, okay, let's say I make a treatment plan or a proposal to a client. And if I do a proposal, anything from that is better than my text message, you know? 
you know my my text message would be probably like not as nice as something like that if i email a quick thing like like this you know like oh here video proposal being on social media first page for this phrase you know why i offer a cinematic ad and then i put some nice photos of me there never thought about that but i basically got inspired by those real estate agents because they using all those tools, you know, that are freely available nowadays um, to their full advantage. They're using the smartphones instead of the professional camera and the videographer. Mm -hmm. They're just doing everything themselves. And I'm like, I'm doing only half of that myself. And I'm like, that's bad. You know, I'm feeling like I could have used it, like you said, seven years ago or five years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I I know I sound very strained, and when I'm like I'm saying that yeah you should have yeah I should be too because it's like, yeah for, for, for like when when there's things where you're like it needs to be perfect but then it never gets done then yeah you should have just used Canva right yeah but there is things that I would argue that like I just you know I feel like we can't become these shallow creative thinkers that we're just like it's AI or Canva why would I ever even get a piece of paper and pencil out that's so stupid like yeah. I just never want to get to that type of thinking where I'm like I never want to be creative thinking I'm just like why would I just not go to the templates where so so yeah in terms of things like you know things that we don't we just don't have time to do it's either not going to get done or we'd use Canva then yeah I think you you should have just used Canva right because there's yeah. lots of stuff that didn't get done over the years you didn't yeah you didn't have like a capabilities sheet that you like you just talked about where you could hand out to people there's there's plenty of items that you probably didn't do over the years that yeah. you could have just used canva in like five minutes and slapped it together and threw it out what what is like i, I think it goes back to being open-minded you know because like you're right you should be able to be like do it yourself because that is like the best mm -hmm. skill to have having a good taste having a good skill set you know and then obviously mm -hmm. getting it done but Sometimes we obviously don't either have the time, the budget, or like mm -hmm. the knowledge, you know, and it's like then it could help. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Well, yeah, and exactly. And, you know, and for all startups out there, I get it. You can't really afford creatives. I get that. I mean, it's yeah. like. It's like, you know, can I can I afford like professional services as well? Like can I can I can I have a business coach, right? Those are expensive. Like why don't you just get a business coach, Sean? You're just looking at YouTube videos. So so it's the same thing, right? It's yeah. It's this it's this kind of thing of like, you know, I, we can we be mad at people for not having money? No. Are most new business owners not gonna have money? Probably not. Um yeah. and so um, you know, us as creatives, you know, it, these types of tools are hard because are they taking away money that we would maybe get? Sure. However, is that money we should have been going after anyway, right? Because let's get back to the to the meat and potatoes of this. How much were you going to charge for that one story? How much are you going to charge for that one real estate flyer? Yeah. You know, maybe you'd, you'd charge a lot, maybe, but you'd have to really defend that cost to, to someone, you know? And so, you know, I like right now I'm working with two real estate people where they're, gonna, they're selling luxury homes. They're willing to pay me decent money to make their business cards because yeah. they need something that's custom. It's not something you can go on Canva for. They need to be custom and amazing. And there's all these little intricate things that are within the cards that there's no way they could get on Canva. And even like we're going to do it in this crazy way where we're going to do a letterpress where it's going to be embossed, debossed, foil stamping. You couldn't output those files from Canva. So, so to yeah. do kind of that next level... You can't really do with Canvas still. So there's still those people. And I think us as creatives, we need to go for those people, the people that want the next level, right? Um, yeah. We shouldn't have to fight in the in the mud for like the, the small little thing that Canva can do. It's also like kind of like an inflation thing in a weird way, if that makes sense, you know? Um, now Nowadays, it doesn't really make sense to take any, let's say, creative work on that is... Um, let's say really low level, a hundred dollars, you know, anything for a hundred dollars, you know, you have to get it done in an hour or so or two hours. And mm. even then that ain't happening. You know, let's say you make the flyer. It's probably, you, you want to make at least 150 or $200, you know, and like, is it really mm. worth it? And that's like, uh, it is so weird, you know, because not every back in the day, a flyer would have made you millions of dollars, uh, not millions, maybe millions, depending, you know, it could make you millions of dollars, theoretically. But, but yeah, like, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's plenty of creatives that have made tons of money doing the things that Canva now um, you know, purports to do. I mean, there's design, there's whole design agencies that they just do real estate, for example. We're a real estate design agency, so that's all they do all day is make those, those flyers and stuff for real estate people. And so they probably look at something like that and, 
you know, they, they're probably like, dang, that's, that's business we could get. Um, that's yeah. business that we could get from these people. You know, I think it comes back to the old argument, though. Even Canva, with how easy it is, it still takes time. You still have to log in. You still have to get in there. You still have to find the photos and the stuff. And for some people, that still may be too annoying. For some clients, that even that may be still too much work, even if it's an easy tool. Yeah. Um, and so who knows? This may be just another example that we need to get this into our workflows then, right? So maybe you can sell the $100 flyer, but then you use Canva. And I know that that sounds, you know, even me saying that as some guy that went to art school, still paying his art school <laughs> debt, you know, someone that like loves going to museums, loves reading design books. I'm surrounded by design books in here, you know, someone like that, you know, it hurts to say that. We'll just go to Canva then so you can make your 100 bucks. And, but, you know, yeah. it... It, you, obviously, it, that's up to you and the people out there that are listening. Are you going to make your entire career off of being a Canva designer? Or are you going to maybe just use it as maybe to, to fill in the space, right? Maybe there's yeah. some space in your workflow that it could help. You know, it's $120 a year for Canva Pro. Um, I would say for people, if you are premium, I should say, if you... I think it's Pro Premium. It's one of the two, but... You know, if you, if you, if you <laughs> I, I forget which one it is, but it, so, but if you use Canva uh, often, I would suggest using that. Um, a lot of their cool stuff is definitely behind that kind of paywall. Um, but, but what's really cool then is you get access to such cool assets. I mean, the stock photos, the fact that it has like the background remover, like a lot of things have, it has so much stuff in it that like, if you're willing to pay the extra money, it has a lot of assets in it. It has a lot of stuff that you can use. So if you're a brand new designer and the $60 a month for the Adobe package is a little too much, then, then the $120 a year for Canva may be more up your alley because now you're talking $10 a month. Yeah. I also had an interesting thought because we talked about the $150 flyer or the $100 flyer or that could be a $100 photo shoot or a $250 music video or whatever it is, you know, that's very low numbers. And like we said, like for the inflation, it's not really doable, you know, but it's doable if you do it on volume, you know, and then you really have to have like a set system in place, you know. And everything has to be well-defined because it doesn't really hurt if you do like um, $100 or $150 flyers in two hours, you know, or three hours. And you, mm -hmm. you do 10, 20 a day uh, or 20 um, a, a month, then it's still fine, you know. But if you only do one and then it's impacting like a different gig, you know, and uh, whatever you do is not systemized, then it's like really painful, I think, if that makes sense. But yeah, so it's it's not as simple where it's like, oh yeah, I only do Canva now, but it, you could do that in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, and I think if I was a young designer and I, I didn't have a lot of money, which I didn't when I was a young designer, I didn't have my own Apple. I didn't buy my own Apple until I was like two years into college, you know, so, so I'm thinking of like young Sean. Um, uh, a thing like Canva may be kind of an amazing um, gateway drug, if you will, to the creative world. So, <laughs> so in that way, I like it. That it's like this free way to start doing stuff, to start calling yourself a designer. Look, mom, I put something on a coffee mug. Look, mom, I made a flyer. You know, so, you know, I think in that way, these tools are cool. That's that's the cool yeah. part of the democratization of all the creative tools. Is is young creatives are seeing less and less of a barrier to become creative. People yeah. that little money. Because that's the thing is it, it just like most things it was a rich man's game back in the day you know back when a logo did get you millions of dollars it co it cost a lot of money to become a logo designer you had to go to fancy fancy colleges and no fancy fancy people to be a logo designer where you know now you it's it the bar's a lot lower to get in which is is good okay so with that being said what do you need to know to be the graphic designer what do you need to know to be you know how much you need to know to be dangerous basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, exactly. So I think, you know, to, to become a graphic designer, to, to start calling yourself a graphic designer, I think you have to, well, at first, you have to have the love for it. I mean, I, it seems like an obvious thing to say, but you have to you have to be in love with this stuff. I think that's that's one thing that, like, if you start to use Canva and you start to use these tools and you're not falling in love with the process of it, then I wouldn't start calling yourself a designer. Like, you have to really like get passionate about the layout, the the space. What is this communicating and things like that? But um, I get that. That makes a lot of sense because in the videography world, there's like people who are like oh, hyper focusing. They're taking pride. You know, they're getting into like mm -hmm. I need to have this camera and I need to have the settings in this way. You know, so I get like a little bit, just a tiny smidge more perfection out of it. You know, and yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and if they love that, I guess if they're like really getting passionate about the perfection, sure. But it's like. 
it's yeah you definitely have to define it early right or you're wasting your time so if you're getting on canva and you're like yeah i guess i'm a designer i feel cool i feel trendy but i'm not like in love with what i'm making then then yeah be, be like recognize that but yeah in terms of like you know knowing knowing enough to be dangerous it is it's something that like we all kind of run into right like we to, to to get into any new career we have to start to kind of learn enough to to get our foot in the middle of it right so for yeah. designers i think you know something like canva is interesting because now you're at least getting your foot in it right because especially if you're promising something to someone so let's say you're in high school and you promise something to your uncle for his whatever um and you go into canva and make it you are knowing enough to be dangerous now. Now you are making a flyer for a real business that will have real results, either good or bad. Yeah. So, so it's cool because there is that knowing enough to be dangerous and that kind of transferring into that zone. And there's like levels to the knowledge, let's, let's say. Because like, you know, making a flyer maybe be really important, you know. And the value of that knowledge, just getting the flyer, for example, we're, we're kind of hung up on that one now, but... It is really important, you know, to have that knowledge and some knowledge is more important than others because like you maybe know this and that maybe helps you close one to five percent more of your deals, but you need to at least close like that critical mass where it's like, Oh yeah, I can do this and I can do that, you know. I can make a walkthrough through a real estate building. I can do um like a quick video, highlight video, you know, and all you really need to do is like learn to edit a highlight video of an event and then you can do like event videography basically and you're you're dangerous now. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know, and so a lot of our clients, you know, they they'll sometimes know enough to be dangerous too, and that's that that gets kind of tough, right? So like um so I have clients sometimes that I'm I'm handing websites off to and they actually know a decent amount about the tools that I'm using, which is sometimes really weird. You'll be surprised. It won't even be a web designer, it'll be like some admin yeah. person and they'll be like, "Oh, I know WordPress. I understand Elementor. Yeah, I've done that before. Oh, is that just this?" And you're like, and I go, hey. "Yeah." And and, and and I have to have this talk with them that I'm like, "Okay, you you, you feel like you know all these things that you can hang and you can roll with it, but just know that now you know enough to put your hands in it and blow it up. And like as a web designer, I will tell you that even I easy. put my hands into things and they've blown up. So so be careful because that's so that's the other side of like knowing enough to be dangerous. There's knowing enough to be dangerous in terms of like now you're competitive maybe and now you're dangerous in terms of like oh yeah he's actually in the game. But then there's knowing enough to be dangerous in terms of like. You, you, you think you know it all, but you don't, and then you can blow stuff up because you're getting in the mix now. You're now you're part of the game. I, I sometimes have to remind people that where I'm like, you're the one that called yourself this thing. You're you're the designer, remember? So now you got to stick with yeah. it. Like you're that's the responsibility now. Yeah, it's like taking ownership over the work, you know, because on the one side, you're not the graphic designer, but now you're giving the graphic designer input on what the graphic designer shall do, you know, and you're just acting like not. This is not looking good, but... You gave, gave the briefing to the graphic designer. Graphic designer was mm -hmm. executing on the briefing you gave him. So I think it's probably really decent from a graphic design point. And you as admin, it might be not the thing what you think it is, you know? Because, like, they can mess it up just with, like, a simple decision. I don't like the colors. Make it green. And it couldn't be green for whatever reason. Right, right. Yeah, and there's... There's so much thinking that that's involved, and in us as creatives, we're gonna have to defend that value so much going forward. It's incredible that like so when you have a when you have someone that like think that knows enough to be dangerous, and they're like, you know, I actually think the primary color should be green because that's my favorite color. You know, where you you as a creative need to be a yeah, but is that your audience's favorite color? And did you know that green actually represents this and this historically? So are you sure you want to do that? So it's it's like you as the you're the one that's supposed to be like that's a great idea, but like let me tell you why we should do a different thing though. Um, yeah. That's that's it's kind of our. I role. like how you and sugarcoated that. <laughs> it's a great idea, but it's terrible. Um, yeah, you know. I, so it's and so like yeah with things like Canva it can be tough because you know when you run into a, a, a client that's like well I've I've just been using Canva all this time so I've been designing all of our stuff you know so yeah so they kind of it's interesting because you come in and I have felt that energy of they like yeah well what can you do I did it all myself while running the company and I'm and it's like this funny like um like you have to prove yourself in this weird way and it's really interesting because when you look at their stuff um. You know, obviously I'll sugarcoat. It. I'll be like, "Oh, this looks nice. You've done some stuff. I understand that you have a good eye for fonts. I can see that you have a good eye for color." 
But then I can start to bring things up of like, well, the hierarchy of elements isn't working here. And then what is the point of this? What is the call to action of this? And you can, you know, if you're someone that's seasoned, you can very quickly show your value even in those moments of just being yeah. like, you know, this may look well and good, but let's zoom out. Why are you even doing this? Like, what's this campaign even for? You know, and so... But yeah, so like things like Canva, it's interesting because I think I've gotten less grumpy about it over the years. Um, just like things like Squarespace when it first came out, I got, I, I've gotten less and less grumpy over that over the years. Um, because I think overall, you know, there's no right tool. It's not like Adobe is the only way or, you know, these, these more complicated ways of doing things are the only way of doing things. Um, it's not that at all. I think it's, it's, it's really like we have to just find what tools work. And just know that that creativity is being democratized, and that's good and it's bad. But we just have to be ready. It's just going to keep us honest. You have to keep honest now. You cannot be lying to your clients. You can't be like making this fake value that doesn't exist because they're smart now. They're they're smartening up. Yeah, I mean, like, yes, you're right with that, and it's also like a no because like the value is there. It's like you know when you have that flyer that you designed in Canva, and now you're going to a big company. And they're putting that flyer into like two hundred thousand households. You know, the 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 little things matter now more than the flyer that gets put as an upload onto IG as a story, and will be seen by two hundred people. You know, the value, the distribution of like the the weight shifts immensely in a way you know where the admin who thinks like i did a lot of you know this in like canva on my other accounts and now the the big company wants to put three hundred thousand flyers out and they're expecting a certain percentage of like callbacks of like hey i would like to buy your house you know and now you don't mm -hmm. meet the percentage and you don't know why that could be the hillis in that sense if that makes sense even though you're like you know you as a client you're now more dangerous but on volume and at scale you're basically messing up and not knowing you're messing up because you don't know the details yeah 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 it goes back to you don't know what you don't know um you know that design isn't just placing elements on a page um and that you know if you go to pinterest and you go to places for inspiration and you're like oh okay this is what people do for flyers you know and we've all been there yet again i I'm not I'm not trying to say that I I never do these things. I do. I think like creatives are definitely taught to, you know, to steal for sure. Yeah. Um and you know, and we all do. Uh, I think everyone does even if they don't realize that they do it. But you know, I think that that can be a problem too. I've seen so many clients that are like I just went on Pinterest and I found a style I liked and now I'm doing that style. And it's like yet again though, like is this what your audience wants? What story is this telling about your brand, you know? There's so much that people don't really realize that that this is its own following, is its own huge following. And so it's it's the same thing you're seeing all over the place. So another another place that that exists outside of our career is um is uh HoneyBooks, right? Um Ooh, where yeah. like where right like where I'm an accountant or I'm a business planner and I'm like but Fitz why don't you use me and you're like well I could do it all myself right they gave me templates they have a step by step process why would I ever hire you but that guy may know some stuff that HoneyBooks isn't telling you and be like yeah. well yeah but you shouldn't even be doing that Fitz you should zoom out and do this other thing but you wouldn't know that you're already going down a path in HoneyBooks and so yeah, the perfect example is actually like TurboTax oh my god you don't even know what you fill out it's so templatized so easy they don't tell you like the the boring information that is crucial you know what type of taxes did you file now for your business there's like were you self-employed or not you know you don't even know if you file like for your you know w2 1099 or whatever they just like ask you so simple questions that you don't even know what you're doing and you don't know what you're doing wrong to somebody knocks on your door and being like hey how's it going <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah yeah exactly and in context is everything um you know so so even my my accountant you know he asks great questions of like are you planning on making more money next year than this year because we can always push the taxes to next year and just all these things that TurboTax isn't going to ask you it's not going to ask you all these contextual questions it's just like let's move you through the process let's get you to the end yeah. quickly get and the add-on don't forget to get the add-on <laughs> mm -hmm. It's, it's, the same with, 
same with Canva. I mean, like Canva as a print designer, I'm not sure how it is now, but when I was in the print world a lot more, I would get sent these files from Canva that were not usable. Um, yeah. They would be breaking in the printer. They would have all these errors. Um, and then it was, and it's funny because if there was an error, I would ask them, okay, can you correct this in Canva? And they'd be like, I, I can't, I don't know what's going on. I'd be like, no, the, no, the color, so something in the colors is broken. So here, if you can go to the document setup and go ahead and change the color profile, they're like, I, color profiles? Canva doesn't let me change the color profiles. And I'm like, well, then you're screwed. I don't know. Now you got to give it to me and I have to like take a screenshot, flatten it in Photoshop and that's what we're printing. Yeah. And so, so there's things like that where there's like, do you need all the complexity if you're like the the front desk of a dentist company? Probably not. But you know, I think I think it's almost like a mix. If you're a new business, I would say get a creative person in your sphere. Get a get a Sean or a Fitze or somebody. And then you know, even when you try to do a lot of stuff on yourself, try to give them the work that's scary, or at least have them double check stuff once in a while. Yeah, I think that is like very powerful because like with that being said, obviously it makes no sense. If you are like one person, you're barely making enough money to pay yourself and then like mm. let's hire this person, let's hire that person, you know? It, like there there's like a, an order step by step, you know, and then you, mm. you can add all those features on, but you got to have like the basics so you can keep on doing your thing in a way, but you have to be mm. self-aware that you're not the graphic designer, you're not the videographer, you're like the consumer yeah. nowadays with all that knowledge because you saw everybody posting videos so you have a good taste of good videos you know what it should look like you know but if you right. cook it you think it tastes good somebody else will still say this is kind of salty you know but you will right. think like it's great you know but you have to be aware of like your opinion maybe be like you know tainted in a way yeah yeah it's true, and and honestly, all of ours are. You know, even uh, as a creative, you realize that your 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 stuff is tainted too. Um, and so, it, yeah, so it's 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 tough. It's if we get caught in these places, the same thing with AI, right? If we get stuck in this kind of silo of thinking, then you're you're gonna miss stuff. There's no way you could know everything. There's no way you're just a master. I, I always have to explain this to people. We live in such a funny time. It's a, you know, it's an amazing time technologically when we're we could just say we're masters now. We're just like, oh, I just learned this thing. I <laughs> I've spent a whole week learning it. I'm Liars. a master now. I made a whole <laughs> course. I'm selling a whole course on it now. I'm a master. And it's like, why you, you haven't done anything though? You haven't right? You're a master now. You wrote <laughs> we're, a book. We're ten thousand hours. You know, I wrote okay. a book. I I told AI to write the rest of it. It did. It's selling. I'm, I'm self-publishing on Amazon. It's just like this kind of, I don't know, it's really weird. There's, it's like, you know, like Socrates would be so mad. Plato would be so mad of like, dude, I had to work so hard to be the top dog. And now you're just like, I'm the master. Uh, 21 years old, I'm the master. <laughs> but I think it's the inflation of mastery, you know, because like everything Ooh, got like cheaper. That. You know, everything got cheaper. Everything is like easier. Everybody knows everything now. But... The, the tiny percentages that you don't know, that is now the mastery, you know? Where mm -hmm. masters back in the day, like if they maybe slipped on like one or two percent, didn't really matter that much, you know? But now everybody's at the 90 percent. And if you want to be a master nowadays, you have to be at 99 percent of the skill level. If you need to know all the details and you, you have to have like, you know, but you don't see the difference from the outside because the 90 looks like the 99 in a way you know yeah yeah well yeah you're right yeah you're right it's 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 like um like you, you see in like in the olympics and stuff right like the top time is always like this tiny a little bit more tiny bit better tiny bit better like if you look at any graph at like the the you know the the fastest 400 meter dashes or something in olympic history it's like this big quick rise and then whoop, just like flattens out and we're like in this place where we're kind of like dang like the average person can do so much more than they could 10 20 years ago like yeah you know i kind i kind of do get sad sometimes i do where i i wish i was like coming up as a designer in the 90s i feel like that was a great spot where you still had oh. software but but like it would have there was no ai there was no real templatized thing like canva you could still charge a ton of money for like a brochure <laughs> i could be like a thousand dollars to design a little brochure you know and those things still do exist and i still do charge some money for some stuff but it's like but like I do feel that new businesses like I they're so hard to work with because they have no money and even for them to work with you took so much convincing um, because they just have no money. Um, I've had some yeah. clients like where it's like awkward where they run out of money in the middle of the process and I have to like, try to find like... a way to like end it in a nice way that doesn't destroy their business and 
So yeah. you know, it's so it's tough. So it's things like Canva are great. Do I do I like do I like the democratization of creativity? Yes. Do I like that we have these gateway drugs into being creative? Yes. Um, do I like that it's allowing more people to be dangerous? Yes. But, You're lying. Well, <laughs> You're like yes. <laughs> You're just like no. They didn't went to art school. But. But do I think that the things that we that we did, the way that I did things, is 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 any less important than it was? No, not at all. I think yeah. if I still would say, go to art school, get critiqued, get, push yourself, find the oh, thing yeah. that you love, and try to blow it out of the water. You know, because I'll tell you what, Canva can do some stuff, but it can't make a next level thing. And that's what we should all be going for is next level. Obviously, we maybe can't afford to go next level on every project. So like I said, maybe you even start using Canva on things you don't have to. But don't lose sight that we need to get to that next level. You should always be trying to like push whatever you do to that next level. I mean, like with this being all sad, like it's like it is a tough call, you know, because like when you value your art, you know, you value yourself against everybody else. And now you have to take extra pride in those 2%, like going to art school, you know, it's not anymore. Like this is like the 80%. It's maybe now the extra 5% bonus on versus other designer, you know, because you have Mm -hmm. that, that little knowledge that is like getting devalued because everybody's doing it. And it's really upsetting. And, Mm -hmm. but this makes you more important now. This gets you closer to mastery than the other person who is missing out all on that. Because like the new generation nowadays, they will be self-taught. They will do um, basically apps, and some of the apps don't can do and uh, cannot do the things that they need to do. Let's say in video editing, you go with like CapCut, for example. It does not have like audio synchronizing. It does not have like great features for color correcting and adjusting like. Um, differences in like when like the time of an edit gets how do you explain it correctly like if a file gets really really long um the audio sometimes runs a little bit faster or slower on different video Mm -hmm. formats you know bit rates and all that stuff and you don't know how to fix that in like easy programs because they you're not aware that it is a problem but if you have a master running into this problem they know what to do but the Mm -hmm. new sort of masters they have no idea you know so there's still a good value in old school if that makes sense yeah yeah and and what i would tell people to is don't that gets caught in this canva world this templatized world and you're like this is where i'm gonna park i'm gonna put my anchor here and this is where i'm gonna stay this is a nice (laughs) place to live it it's it's not i mean you you, I, i think the most powerful people and this is what art school really taught me is to just like you've got to be a guerrilla warfare type of person you've got to like go at it and figure out how to approach these things quickly if the thing breaks you need to be able to switch gears go to another thing and you learn these things like you said like such weird minutiae like bit rates and codexes and color maps and all of these things that like you had to learn because you had a need for it at the time they were like crap this thing's broken how do i fix it and and if you're in this templated world you'll never have that right because everything's in this beautiful bubble but you know then if if you're ever needing to leave that bubble and by the way if you have to work with other creatives they're not going to be impressed that you use canva so if you're a canva designer then like you may want to consider going to other tools before you join a creative team because you know we're we're not going to be i'm not going to if you if you give me a portfolio full of canva stuff i I may be less impressed because, you yeah. know, unless you can really somehow push yet again, I'm sure there's people out there that use Canva and push it to the edge of what it could do that I'd be really interested in seeing. But yeah, if I see like one script font and a photo to the left and the block of color and stuff, I'm, I'm just not going to want to really work with you because like, I'm already not valuing that much. I'm like, I could get my nephew to do this. Like the sad part is though also like imagine you did it by hand and you didn't use Canva and somebody else is just like ah. and it still looked like a Canva design and that's it <laughs> that, that is like point. then the sad part you know you put in because there's work and you know pain behind it too because like you, you maybe designed something and you just copied somebody else and you did not even know. That's like the saddest part, you know? <sighs> yeah, and that happens too. You know, I think like early on in my career, I think I did more of that without even knowing. You're not like I purposely did it, but yeah, I'd Google something and I would end up doing something very similar to it. So so you're not wrong when you say that either. Um, yeah. It, it, 
there's no right or wrong answer on any of this. That's yeah. the weird thing is like, you know, there's people out there right now that are making good money with Canva and making probably solid designs. There's, and there's probably a ton of people right now using Canva and making terrible designs, templated designs. And oh, not doing, I, I doing know a guy actually. Favors. Yeah. So I know a guy, he's like specializing in like, you know, like logos of names. He has a very kitschy style. Not the biggest fan of it, but I'm a fan of the hustle. You know, he built a whole system around it. You know, each of the logos have like the glittery golden pink style. You know, it's all the same. He wrote an ebook. He did the whole nine yards. He's a designer and, you know, he calls himself a designer. And all he does is the templatized design type of thing. It doesn't really look in my eyes that good, but people are paying for it so the market says he is so he is what is also like as soon as he does something else it's like mm, you know so it's yeah. it's a really weird thing but you can build like a big empire on little systems in a weird way so yeah yeah you can you can you know for him he's focused he's found a niche he's found a he's found a thing he's become a boutique um, of selling these types of logos, um, yeah, and nothing against them on that, right? There's nothing against the that. hustle is real. The hustle, hustle is real. real, you know. And so I think you know that's part of it too. I think that's hard is we all have to kind of define what we are. And even I'm still in that journey. You know, I'm yeah. a web designer and brand strategist first and foremost. But like, you know, I think it's we 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 run into these things where we end up doing other things too. So it's like it's the same thing that like, do you give it to somebody else? Do you use a template or a tool? to solve it yeah. or do you and now we have the third option in this last year or two of, do i use ai to do it for me and so so yeah that's always going to be the weird the weird balance there right um and yeah. i would say you know value people value yourself above all of this just so even with the canva discussion don't think of these things as canva is is the design thing like you're still are the tool you're still the design tool so yeah. you can still make something bad or good with canva so yeah let, let we one of the things that I always say is like done is better than perfect. You know, sometimes we get hold up and like we don't get stuff done. But if you get moving and you get momentum, it's always good hiring the talent and doing the thing. But get started. You know, that's that's what I always say. Yeah, yeah. So use it as a gateway drug, everyone. Use it to get to creativity. But don't forget that there's creatives out there that can help you in this journey. Don't forget that there's while you're doing the bootstrap mentality now, get to the point where you start to share your mission with other people, and you'll see that it's going to get better looking with without you even touching it. Yeah, and you don't know what you know. That is like the biggest thing because, like, like you said. Um, we really do not and we think we do and the more you ingrain like we don't know anything we don't know what is possible then it's like it's really hard to predict like what is like the outcome of whatever you're predicting because you cannot know you know there's yeah, yeah. thousands of ways to reach a goal and we may be being able to imagine one way of doing it or maybe two or maybe three but yeah millions of ways to fail a million ways to win so yeah, 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 and lots. And with that being said, I would say it's all about it's all about what you learn uh, on the on the journey. I, that's 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 what gives me a lot of value is that I've I've gone through a lot of experiences. I've had lots of things happen to me. So um, if if you're young, that's what you're missing is that you don't have that. You know, it's not it's not the tools necessarily. It's that experience. So get out yeah. there, get that messy experience. You know. Yeah. I love that. Um, on that note, like it, it's it's closing time. So, closing time. Sean, what is on your mind creatively oh, right okay. now? Well, um, I'll be quick. I'll just say that um, right now I'm just um, things are going good in my life. I'm just getting um, a lot of creative stuff starting to kind of just pop up naturally. I'm just kind of letting off the accelerator a little bit, but um, helping other friends right now. I think like that's I kind of told you off camera. I'm helping like one of my friends become a developer, helping yeah. other friends kind of get into the game. Um, people that are hooked. passionate, that people that are passionate, you know, so that's, uh, I guess that's my one thing I want to kind of tell everyone out there, you know, if there's someone in your life that's creative and doesn't believe in themselves, you know, go pick them up right now, you know, go, go see how you can help them. How can you get them into the, in the world? <laughs> Shake them till they believe in themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Fitzay's done to me. He shakes me. <laughs> yeah, the, the struggle is real. But how about yeah. you, man? What's going on? What do you see? What's on your mind? 
uh, a lot of like reviews. I, I need to fire up my YouTube channel. You know, I'm doing work for other people, and I I let myself slip away. You know, I'm just like, oh, I was so close to the goal. You know, the the 1,000 subscribers on my other YouTube channel. I'm like stopped it by like um, 9:20. You know, and like, okay, let's do client work, and I've got lost in it. I'm just like, why? Why did I get slower? So so soon before the goal you know kind of annoyed by that then i'm also like kind of like what do you want to focus on the channel so basically like let's crank the reviews let's crank some content and you know if people are being complicated let them be complicated less client work more myself you know a little bit well i like that yeah yeah you can always shift gears right you can always just shift energy i think that's the coolest thing if something in your life isn't isn't working creatively there's some roadblocks you can always just shift go to the next lane what's the next thing you know yeah and and that's where i'm like okay probably focusing more on like some more creative video stuff for myself what i'm kind of excited about but not sure what to focus on the pleasures of adhd (laughs) yeah yeah well that's cool though that sounds fun it sounds like a new process you can kind of dive into um yeah, well, you got a lot of stuff going on in school. Like you, you're now, um, God, what? You're like three months into being fully freelance, right? Like full time freelance. So we're still breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I guess in three months, what, what's your experience oh, uh, been going fully freelance? If you had to summarize it quickly, uh, the first two months were like unbelievable easy, and then mm-hmm. the month where you had the most work, I had the most work canceled. So I'm just like. What is life trying to tell me, you know? What could I have done better? But I'm I'm not sure where to put my finger at because like it's all external things that are getting taken away where I don't have any control about, you know? Like I had like three people reaching out for weddings where I was supposed to be second cameraman, you know, mm-hmm. and client didn't have the budget so they had to cut it down and I'm like that's a bummer. Then um two other no three other opportunities again like um the hair braiding one and mm-hmm. then the chamber one and everything is like no budget and i'm like god mm-hmm. damn everything is canceling and yeah so i'm like it's a, it's a really weird month <laughs> hmm. well that happens and you know and, and sometimes yeah those things are are a blessing right when they don't have yeah. a budget like cool no work no responsibility from you or the other guy <laughs> that i mentioned before the podcast oh my god i'm just like yeah, so I cancel probably now two of his things because he's just a nightmare, but I'm also like I'm kind of should have just take it, you know. Well, it's it is that balance, right? I I, I would be lying to you if I didn't say I didn't take some projects that I um I didn't shouldn't. like, but I just needed the money. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I mean it's sometimes good though. I mean, it sounds like it's all external stuff. Money's in such a weird place, you know, um all over the place uh with everybody. So, yeah, I I think that's fine. If if people are like you're too expensive, I got to go or it doesn't work out, so on the budget, I think that's great. I mean, it's yeah. like fine. We sell iPhones here. We're not selling little flip phone burners. <laughs> well, you want to buy some burner phones? This is my new side hustle. <laughs> Canva, Canva phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, with that being said, I'm very positive about the future. But it's just like, it being self-employed is always like a roller coaster. You know, like where you mm-hmm. don't expect the roller coaster, that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and it's it's nonstop in the freelance life. I'll tell you what, yeah. it doesn't stop that coaster. But yeah, yeah I'll keep it up, man. I'm so proud of you. So yeah, keep uh, keeping yeah. full time, full time freelance. Yeah, with that being said, um, everybody, um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, please let a comment down below and be sure to subscribe and check out the Spotify account. Oh, Sean? Yeah, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Show us some love, guys. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Have a good one.